This June the 20th MLB edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and get a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, June the 19th, and we are here for a full slate of MLB action for Tuesday, June the 20th. It is a three-man concern this evening. Joining us is, from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manjeet. Moonaf, what's happening? Oh, not much going on. Uh, good to be here with you guys. Uh, the week start off on a, on the right foot, I should say. I had the first five over in the Cardinals and the Nationals game. That's around five to two right now on top of the fourth. So hopefully we can carry that momentum uh, into this week, a new week of betting. But uh, glad to be here with you boys. Can't wait to dig into the card. That's a nice no-sweat easy cash. We off Washington scored five, I think, by the... Um, the mm-hmm. top of the second, I think, in that one. So, yeah, good start for you. And uh, our third host this evening from, if I remember correctly, Greensboro, North Carolina. Is it yeah, Lonte Smith? Yeah, hey, man. well done, Lonte. How are you? Yeah, man, doing good. Uh, fortunately, I had Sam- I had Stanford. They get up 4-0 in the College World Series and immediately fold in, in one inning. So, uh, yeah, I'm-, I'm, watching- I'm watching my money go down a drain. Uh, but a bit of advice <laughs> to everybody who, who likes – if you like, um, you know, college baseball or you indulge in that, you can easily make a profit by betting one team when they're down uh, as a dog, two or three runs. They automatically come back and make it a game. So you can get plus oh, money. Okay. On, you can get plus money on both sides either way. I've, I've been doing it all College World Series, and, and it's been profitable. So oh, if, if you think you're down – Good to know. Yeah, man. If you get into it, you can get plus money on both sides and come out a winner for sure. But other than that, man, ready to get into the car with you guys. I uh, hope you guys have a good weekend also. Yeah, the um, the IPL, the Indian Premier League in the cricket is exactly like that. You'll get, you can back one team at four to one as outsiders. And seven minutes later, you can back the other team at four to one as outsiders. It just, it's an absolute roller coaster. Like it's one of, it's the best in play, like live betting sport. Uh, 2020 cricket. It's absolutely insane. It can send you insane as well. Uh, but yeah, it's loads of fun. Um, YouTube chat, uh, Kason Hightower, first in. Good evening. TVDBJ is kicking around as well. Randy's here. Uh, good evening, gents. If you're listening to this back on a usual podcast platform, then try and join us on uh, YouTube and come and say hello. It's uh, it's all the fun. Right, I've got some news and notes here I need to tell you about. Firstly, and I'm going to do this before Captain Insano gets in the chat um, so he can't give me too much stick. He did beat me in the Fantasy League last week after I spent the early part of the week blowing my own trumpet. Captain Insano beat me five to four with one oh. push. We needed one more home run last night off the Yankees. Um, would have split the game. But yeah, so he beat me five to four. So congratulations, uh, Captain. A popular winner. Um, I think we'll all agree. Uh, what else do I need to tell you about? Oh, I, yeah. Can I tell you quickly about my weekend? So I did two jobs this weekend. One on Friday and one on Sunday at the most opposite ends of the spectrum you could possibly imagine. They were both poker competitions. Friday night was for a stag do, what you'd call a bachelor party. And all the boys, 20 boys came up from London. They hired a castle up here on the northeast coast. Um, 
I was setting all my stuff up as I saw them all get off the bus in various states of drunkenness. Um, the stag just had his underpants and a big red velvet crown on, which I was quite impressed with. But then I saw some girls getting off the bus and I said to one of the lads, like, what are the girls here? With have you brought some of your sisters to go shopping or have you? Oh. And they brought their own strippers. Um, slash, yeah, exactly. They brought, kind of party, they, right? my kind of yeah, exactly. So they brought their own strippers. So half an hour oh, later, yeah, I was yeah, dealing sorry. poker with <laughs> naked women serving drinks and also naked women with silver trees full of cocaine. Um, <laughs> what the hell? So, yeah, that so was a wild old time, let me tell you. That was, was, like, that was <laughs> sorry, was Zion Williamson there? I know oh, I know who oh, that is. Who he's, a, is. Oh, oh. he's a basketball. Ah, you see, you're learning this, Lonte. This is the reference thing where you and Moonap can talk about. He's a basketball man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah there you like, go. You he see, he likes strippers, though. He likes strippers. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, these folks. But apparently, the um, they had to pick the the strippers up on the motorway, so the free halfway on the journey, and. Unfortunately, the strippers weren't the best. So all the lads on the bus were really excited. The, the driver was going three miles till we picked the strippers up, two miles, one mile, and all the lads were excited. And then when they saw the strippers on the side of the road, apparently everyone started booing and jeering. So that must have been a, a nice confidence boost for the girls. They had to climb on that bus with 20 blokes going, boo, <laughs> a bit oh, disappointing. No. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, one end of the spectrum. Yesterday, then, I was at Oxford University uh, down south, which is your, the equivalent of Yale, Harvard. And it was a, a blockchain conference, which is exciting as it sounds. I mean, nerds doesn't even come close to these kids at the blockchain conference. Um, so I sat with some of the brightest minds I will ever likely to speak to. I just said to you boys before, they were the sort of people that my kids will work for in 20 years' time. Um <laughs> So, yeah, Friday night was Silver Trace, Piles, Hyper, Cocaine. Yesterday was the nerdiest kids uh, you've ever met. So, yeah, sometimes I question the decisions I've made in my life that gets me into these situations. Yeah, whatever gets you. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, fun and games. I and now I'm visit. sitting here with you two lovely boys. I got to come visit you. You got, Y'all have yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, Lance, we'll have a weekend, man. We will have a weekend, yeah. yeah probably uh, like we... They probably look at me like I'm an alien if I go over there. Well, you said that they, <laughs> rented, they rented out one of these castles, so they, you, your house is up for uh, rent? <laughs> ah, very good, Moonaf. We haven't had any. Uh, uh, didn't. We haven't had any castle banter for a little while off you. Now you know I live in a very demure little uh, semi-detached house in the suburbs, Moonaf. Uh, yeah. Uh, very well. Right. Okay then. Right. What time? Oh, actually, did anyone see the Sioux City manager uh, last night get ejected and then take the base away with him? If you haven't seen that, that is well worth a look. It's a classic of the genre, isn't it? Uh, he got ejected, but then picked the base up. And he walked miles with it. Then he gave it to a kid in the crowd. So this little kid, <laughs> who was about five years old, was just sitting with the base was the same size as the kid. He was sitting. Um, and if, he got the fan to autograph the base, the manager as well. So if you don't get a chance, yeah, yeah, that was really funny as well. Um, I do enjoy those. They're one of my favourites of that kind of ejection. Um, Steve Montgomery, we salute you, uh, the Sioux City manager. So yeah, I think that's covered all the silliness. And we can do some actual handicapping. And I'll tell you what, it's been hot this weekend uh, down south. Bird dog shorts um, are the thing you need for this hot weather. Um, global warming, etc. Bird dogs make you look good. They make you feel good. The stretch khaki shorts uh, will make you look a little bit slimmer through the thigh. Give you a little bit of a sculpted look as well. This is the, Them strippers could have done with a uh, couple of pairs of bird dog shorts on Friday night. Um, 
The, yeah, so you'd have to sacrifice any movement. You've got the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. Um, so if you go to birddogs.com slash pool, enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. And you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. Okay, we start Tuesday's card at 6.40 p.m., Eastern Tiger is the Kansas City Royals at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, we have Daniel Lynch, left-handed pitcher, goes for Kansas City. And Michael Lorenzen for Detroit, plus 130 on the Royals, minus 150 on the Tigers. Eight and a half is the total. Moon African lead us up. Yeah, Kansas City Royals, like you mentioned, are going to start Daniel Lynch here. So far on the season, 0-3, 5.79 ERA overall on the road. 0-1 with a 4.50 ERA. Um Night ERA hasn't been very good for him either, 6.92. Michael Lorenzen gets a start for the Detroit Tigers, who is 2-4 with a 4.23 ERA. Uh, at home, he has struggled. We has a 4.71 ERA. Does have a 2-2 two two record. The whip is higher at home for Michael Lorenzen with a 1.24 compared to his road at .91. Uh, Daniel Lynch over his last three games, 0-3. The uh, Royals have lost each of those last three games, at least, or two of the three games by at least two earned runs. Um, and you take a look at Michael Lorenzen. He's been struggling a little bit here as well, over, at least over the last three games. I'm trying to pull up those numbers here real quick. Give me a second. Um, so last five games, 0-2 with a 5.06 ERA. Michael Lorenzen has already faced the Royals um, this season where he did struggle in that start, five and two-thirds innings. He allowed five earned runs in that game. Five hits, three of them were the long bomb. He gave up three home runs in that game as well uh, to the Kansas City Royals. Um, and like I mentioned, he's also another pitcher that's been struggling over his last three games where the Tigers have lost uh, his last three starts. Um, so I really couldn't bring myself to back a pitcher here. I think that this might be one of those series where we just see runs being scored by both teams. I know Tigers offense uh, got going a little bit over the weekend against the Minnesota Twins. Maybe that carried that, carry that over against the Kansas City Royals here. So I'm leaning towards the over in this game. I couldn't bring myself to back either one of these pitchers. Uh, so over is a bet for me in this game between the Tigers and the Royals. Yeah, it wasn't much fun trying to come down on a side of this one, Lontier. Did you manage it? Yeah, um, I mean, Munaf pretty much hit on everything that I was going to highlight. Uh, both teams struggling as of late in their last 10. Uh, KC 1-9, Detroit 3-7. and seven. Um, I mean, Kansas City's horrible, uh, even worse on the road, 9-24 and 24 on the road. Um, I think we see a series similar to what we saw back in May uh, where Detroit won two or three fairly competitive games um, in those three, two of the three went over. So to Munoff's um, point, I kind of see runs, especially with these two pitchers uh, coming up. I mean, Munoff rattled off the numbers. Uh, I got, I got a few more. I mean, Lorenzen, he got rocked in back-to-back starts, 12 earned runs and, uh, and four home, 12 earned runs and four of those were home runs in that span. I mean, he was roughed up uh, in KC, like um, Munaf mentioned. Um, but previously in his home starts, he had been pretty good. One earned run combined in those previous starts. But uh, I mean, I, I just I just can't back any of these pitches right now. Um, Lynch on the other side, he got rocked by Cincinnati. When Cincinnati's pretty much rocking everybody. Uh, four home runs and in seven innings, seven earned runs, and four of those were uh, home runs and in seven innings pitched. 
Uh, a small sample size, but uh, just not a fan of, of what Lynch has been doing this year. So I'm going to lean to the over with Munaf, man, as far as the side-wise. Uh, I, I couldn't get there with either side, man. Maybe you can help me out, man. Well, yeah, I've taken Detroit, but I'm very unlikely to be betting them. If I listed the 15 bets I would make from this card, this will be somewhere in the teens. Um, because I think you all know I, I do like Michael Lorenzen. I think he's got a lot of uh, – he's had a lot of good starts this season. Kansas City don't be anybody. They never win, like ever. So you can't back them. That would be nuts. Um, the kind of the case that I picked out was that the Tigers hit lefties a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, that would be the the, the tiebreaker in that. Uh, but apart from that, a, a lean on Detroit. Um, I wouldn't be uh, delving much further into that one. Uh, we'll go to another 6-4 Eastern first pitch. Is the Baltimore Orioles at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Kyle Bradish for Baltimore. Tyler Glasnow draws the start for Tampa Bay. Uh, plus 150 on the O's, minus 170 on Tampa Bay with a total of eight for Lonte. Yeah, man, I'm usually not a um, not a fan of of going against either of these teams, man. So it was kind of hard for me to to handicap it. Uh, both teams pretty good. They've won six of the last ten. Baltimore extremely extremely um, profitable on the road, 21 and 14. But Tampa at home is a, a wagon, 31 and seven at home by far. I, that's got to be the best in baseball. Am I, am I, am I right about that? That's got to be the best oh, yeah. like, by far. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Baltimore did win the series um, in May, uh, two games to one. All games went under, so it was competitive, uh, low scoring outings. Um, I, I, I gotta go with I gotta go with Glass here. Uh, Glassy here, man. He's pitched well um, against stellar defense. I mean, not defense. It's stellar offenses in three of his last four starts. Um, ironically, you know, the bad, I guess, bad offense that he played, he struggled with the, you know, the most, which was Oakland. And that was when, um, that was when they were in the middle of that hot streak. So, uh, he had six plus K's in every start this year. So he's getting a lot of swing and miss stuff. Um, he's, he's not fully back to what we saw, um, before he had Tommy John surgery. Was it, it was Tommy John surgery that he had, right? Yes. For a glass now. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, man, I, I'm liking the form that that Glasnow's in. Um, Bradish on the other on the other hand, uh, three earned runs, three plus earned runs, and five straight road starts. I mean, he's not horrible, uh, but Tampa at home, man, I, I think they get the bats rocking. I'm gonna take Tampa here uh, with Glasnow on the mound. I'm thinking we get more of a low scoring game. I could see maybe like a four three, uh, three two type of game here. So uh, give me Tampa at home where they are thirty one and seven. Uh, Muna. Yeah, Tyler Glasnow, uh, the Rays have won each of his last three starts, uh, which came against the Red Sox, the Rangers, and the Oakland A's, two of the three which were on the road. Now, the problem with Glasnow is actual walks. If you take a look mm -hmm. over his last three games, he's allowed at least three walks in each of his three starts. Uh, he gave up four to the Oakland A's, but um, he was able to get himself out of trouble uh, by giving up those walks. So, um, or by allowing those walks, I should say. But uh, Kyle Bradish, um, the Orioles over his last five games have are two and three. He does have an zero and two record. Um, but the one thing that kind of differentiated me by leaning toward the Rays here is that you take a look at his ERA for Kyle Bradish. Uh, at home, 3.14, but on the road, it is uh, 4.60. So, um, obviously, giving him more runs at home is uh, Kyle Bradish. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Glass now. I like the race here at home. Uh, give me the Tampa Bay uh, Rays money line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Moonaf. Um, Kyle Bradish, as much as I've had to shelve my – I've been waiting for Baltimore to regress and 
they just haven't been. They've been really good. But I drove back home last night. It was like a five-hour drive. So I listened. The game I chose to listen to was Baltimore at the Cubs, and I, I, I bet Baltimore on the on the money line. And they just it was a tight game, but they absolutely out hit the Cubs so repeatedly. They just looked they looked really good all, all aspects of the game. Um, Bradish just looks very average, uh, unfortunately. This is a big series as well. There's five games between these two teams. I think it's only a two-game series. Um, but if one of them can sweep all of a sudden, um, that gap looks a little bit more meaningful, whether it becomes seven or three uh, the other way. I think you can trust Glass now. He's settled. He took a little bit uh, a while to settle into his season. And he's taken a little while to settle into each game. Those walks that Munaf has been told about. Tend to come early before he settles down. Um, but yeah, I think it's Tampa Bay and I'm happy to take Tampa Bay on the run line here. I think they'll be prepped uh, for Kyle Bradish and will get at him relatively early. 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the Atlanta Braves at the Philadelphia Phillies. Spencer Strider pitches for Atlanta and Ranger Suarez, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Phillies. Uh, minus 145 on the Braves, plus 125 on the Phillies with a total set at eight and a half. Um, Captain Tino has turned up. Captain, you've already missed my uh, humble, um, what's the word, admission that you uh, that you beat me last week in the Fantasy League. So, uh, congratulations. Lane's here as well. Hi, you, Lane. How you doing? Um, yeah, Spencer Strider. I've got a big question mark next to his name here. Um, seven and two, four twelve ERA. A month ago, was going along absolutely beautifully. And then all of a sudden, it just unraveled a little bit. 6.33 ERA in his last five starts. Uh, loads of wild scores in those games as well, that game. Look, 10-7, 13-10, um, The 11-4 was against Philly, actually, on the 28th of May, where Strider pitched six innings, gave up two earned runs. Uh, Suarez has um, had it going lately, 2.56 ERA in his last five starts. Um, Atlanta had a bit of a wild series against Colorado. With those Atlanta bats, actually, uh, which gave... Insane all that win. He had all the Atlanta lineup. The that game that saw 2012, 9 and 11 um runs in that series. They're hitting 301 against lefties as well. Uh Philadelphia have been going along okay. Um, but I do like these trends on Strider. I can't see why they would turn them around. So I think both teams can score. Um Atlanta have been. Um and I think Suarez, uh, I think sorry, I think Philadelphia can get to Strider. So that eight and a half looks a tad low for me. And I'm happy to take the over Muna. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that Strider has a seven and two record, but the ERA is at four point one two, and it's really be uh, more recently um, where that ERA has kind of skyrocketed for him because he's allowed nineteen earned runs and twenty seven innings pitch over his last five games. He, again, a three and one record. Um, and on the road so far this year, he is 5-1 and one with a 3.63 ERA. I think that one thing that kind of did stick out to me for Spencer Strider is that he's had a lot of success against the Phillies over the course of his uh, short career here. Um, dating back to last season and including the one that you just mentioned, Mal, five appearances against the Phillies. He's 5-0 and oh with a 1.65 ERA. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those starts. The most he did allow was that start this season where he did allow two earned runs and six innings pitched to the um, – to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, you mentioned that the Braves are swinging a hot bat right now, and I think that's going to continue into this game against Ranger Suarez. Uh, I agree about the over in this game. I, got, I think you got to continue riding with the Atlanta Braves team total to go over. 
uh, but I also do like Spencer Strider to continue his ways against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. So Braves for me, minus 140. I like the over and also uh, would look at the Braves team total to go over in this game as well. Okay, so Munaf has uh, Strider for a bounce back. Lonte, what have you got? Yeah, um, I had a big question mark like you did, man, about, about Strider. I mean, I thought that he was pitching pretty well. I mean, he just was missing on a few key pitches. Like, he he would have uh, pitch accounts and, you know, he, he'd get away from some of the stuff that I was normally seeing him do, uh, which was causing him to, I guess, get out of rhythm and uh, the, the hitters to gain some confidence. But, um, I mean, he threw a hell of a game. Both of you guys mentioned it uh, in May. Only two hits on those two earned runs um, that Munaf mentioned, so that was a, that was a huge, huge game for him. Uh, nine Ks in that matchup, also. Um, Atlanta's averaging nine point two runs in the last five games, so I mean, no, nobody's playing better offensively than they are. Um, Twenty two and eleven on the road. I mean, I don't know if I can go against Atlanta right now, man. I mean, even though Suarez has been good, two earned runs, a few in his last four starts. Uh, he usually goes deep into games, six to, six to seven innings. So I, I respect that a lot. Um, but man, the way Atlanta's swinging his bat, man, I'm not sure if Sandy Koufax could could uh, could shut him down. So <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with with Atlanta here, man. Probably go with the with the over. I see both offenses. Philadelphia has picked it up on the offensive side. I see both of these guys um, having success offensively. Um, so it's either gonna be a shootout. Uh, well, I guess we can't call it a shootout. It's a basketball. I mean, it's not a. It's a basketball term, but I guess it will see a lot of runs, or we'll see a, a one, a 0 two one type of game. So I'm going to go with the over and, and Atlanta here, man. I think I think they are, are just too hot right now to um to fade. So I'm going to go with Atlanta, better pitcher on the mound, and uh, just a better team overall right now. Six four Eastern first pitch. It's a game that's off the board, and I do not know why. Toronto Blue Jays take on the Miami Marlins. Um, you say Kikuchi, left-handed pitcher for Toronto, and Uri Perez for Miami. And I've seen those pitchers last uh, listed all day, and haven't seen any runs. Moon, can you uh, shed any light on this situation, or do we just have to crack on? Uh, yeah, still don't see any lines, but like you mentioned, those are the two pitchers here uh, for the Tuesday night schedule. But uh, I just refreshed the page again, Mal. I, I still don't see any lines, but you're spot on with the pitchers. It is. Kikuchi and Perez going for uh, the Marlins. I, th- I mean, if I was to price this up, I'd have it pretty close. There wouldn't be much between them. Um, yeah. Could even be, kind of be a match on the on on the books. I would I would happily take offer you minus one ten each of two if you wanted a bet. So um, where would you where would your money go? Yeah, I think that I, I would probably put the Toronto Blue Jays as a favorite here, um, but. I mean, Kikuchi, he does have a 6-2 and two record, but the ERAs both uh, are a little inflated, especially at home – or sorry, on the road, uh, 4.89 uh, – 4.87, I'm sorry, for Kikuchi on the road. And Perez, uh, so far this season, 4-1 and one with a 1.80 ERA at home, 2-0 and oh with a 1.84 ERA. So he's been really good for the Marlins uh, thus far in his starts that he's made. Um, this is going to be a true test for him going up against his lineup in the Toronto Blue Jays, but – um, I think the Perez is the better pitcher of the two. Um, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna trust the Marlins. I hope they come out as an underdog price. I would jump on the Marlins here. Um, the only thing that does make me nervous is that I don't think that the Marlins are are a great hitting team against uh, left-handed pitching. Um, well, let me correct myself. Over the last two weeks, they are number eleven against left-handed pitching, and then on the season, uh, they're actually number four. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to be on the Marlins here. I like what I've seen from Perez, and I'm going to continue fading Kikuchi uh, despite 
him having a a winning record. But the, again, the ERA is at four point eight seven on the road here, Mel. Yeah, that's it, Moonaf. That was all pretty perceptive. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen any lines. I think Kikuchi's been getting away with it, which is what you've just said with the record compared to the to the ERA. He's been getting away with it a little bit. Um, Perez has been great. He keeps it in the yards. And Miami have been playing really, really well recently. So, yeah, I would take Miami. Um, Lonte, did you have any strong feelings on this without seeing any lines? Uh, not really. Uh, I would, like Moon, I said, I think you said you wanted Miami as a dog, right? Especially with yeah. Yeah, yeah, if I can get Miami like plus 120, which I'm assuming that's where, where it would open at with how, you know, uh, good Perez is being at home. Uh, I'd like to take Miami as a dog. Uh, I mean, they're hot right now. Seven of the, one, seven of the last 10, 21 and 13 at home. Uh, they've also covered the run line in seven of the last 10. So if they're winning a game, they're going to cover the run line. Um, and actually with Kikuchi, he's also given up a home run in seven straight games, two plus and three of those. So look at some home run props for some Miami guys. Um, if you're into that, uh, I would probably look at an under if Miami's going to play, they're going to win a game. The 19 of their 32 home games have went under. Um, Toronto, you know, they lost six to ten, but they faced a tougher, a tougher series against Texas and Baltimore. So no shame in, in losing to those two teams. But uh, I mean, like we said, with like we always say with Toronto, I mean, inconsistencies. Uh, I think Miami is is the right side in this game, especially with how Perez has been pitching. Man, two earned runs or less in six of his seven starts. Hasn't pitched against the best offenses, but um, when he goes out there, he gives you quality stuff. Um, he's only made three home starts. Uh, if I don't I have that right, that three home starts. For Kikuchi? No, nah, for Perez. It's like um, he only has three home starts. That's what I got. Give me one, one second. I got him uh, uh, going three earned combined in those three home starts. So he's been electric at home, if my numbers are yeah, right. Yeah, three starts, yeah. Yeah, and, and so three earned runs combined in those three starts, man. So he's mm-hmm. been electric at home. Um, yeah, I, I think both of you guys hit it on the head with Kikuchi. A little bit overvalued here. Um, I'll take Perez and Miami if they're if I can get them at a dog price, which I'm assuming they will be. I mean, Toronto was, was a favorite in Arizona. So I'm pretty sure Arizona's power rated higher than Miami. So got to have um, at least 120, 125 on Miami for me to take them. But I think, uh, I think we'll get there. Yep. Yeah. Kaysen's putting up that he sees uh, minus 120 on the, on the Jays. So you're looking at um, maybe even money or plus 105 on Miami. Um, yes. TBDBJ wants to take Kikuchi on the road. Uh, questionable bets is the uh, QB1. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Uh, 7.05 Eastern. Uh, the Chicago Cubs at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Marcus Stroman for the Cubbies and Johan Oviedo will go for Pittsburgh, who are plus 115 home puppies. Stroman and the Cubs are minus 135. And the total is set at eight for Lonte to tell us about. Yeah, man. Um, the Cubs, they have been hot. Uh, they cooled down a little bit, uh, but they got they struggle on the road. Uh, 13 and Lonte 21 there? on the road. Oh, there he is. Sorry. Yeah, 13 and 21 on the road for um, for the Cubs. Uh, I mean, the Pirates are also in a funk. Um, they're 18 and 16 at home. Uh, Cubs do uh, perform well as a favorite, 18 and 12 on the season. But, I mean, they completely dominated uh, Pittsburgh in Wrigley, outscored them 28 to 11 in that series. Um, like, I think it's a good bounce back spot for uh, Pittsburgh. It's just, man, it's hard for me to go against Stroman, man. Two earned runs or less in all of his starts, but two. Um, he had four hits. Four hits allowed, two earned runs in his last meeting against Pittsburgh. Um, Oviedo has been really good of late, two earned runs in uh, two earned runs or less in five of the seven starts. 
Uh, and he's pitched against some elite offenses, Texas, Arizona, Baltimore, and he's allowed five earned runs combined um, in those three starts. So uh, he got roughed up against the Cubbies um, in his last outing, uh, eight hits, four earned runs. He did have eight Ks, so a little bit of success there. Um, I think I like the Buckos here, man, to, to get the job done as a as a home pup here. So give me uh, give me them at that plus money at home. Uh, agree with you. I've got Pittsburgh uh, down as well, partly because you know, God, it's the recency bias of just being a gambler. Me driving home, listening to that Cubs game yesterday, just turned me off the Cubs for twenty four hours. Um, they just <laughs> the the off- offense was just a bit anemic, so I thought right, I'm fading them today. Um, Pittsburgh, we mentioned one day last week, are really streaky. They either win loads in a row or loads uh, lose loads in a row, and currently they are in a bit of a funk again, as you said. Um, Strowman. Um, has been outstanding in five and oh in his last five starts, 151 ERA. Doesn't still get much run support. Um, just a, a little note on the, the Pirates Henry Davis, uh, catcher, um, who was a former 1 1 draft pick for Pittsburgh. He's, I think, if you can call up today, or we might see him tomorrow, but he's arriving. Um, was a double A 10 days. Uh, sorry, he's been at triple A 10 days. He went from double A up to triple A. Uh, it's been a triple A total of 10 days, and we'll now see him um, in the majors. So that's exciting for Pittsburgh. But yeah, I agree with Lonte. I'll take uh, Pittsburgh here. Plus 115 is the price for that, Mina. Yeah, uh, it's hard to ignore what Strowman has been doing, uh, especially over the last five games, like you mentioned, Mal. I mean, 5-0 and with a 1.51 ERA. He's only allowed six earned runs and 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, and he's had a lot of success on the road as well, where he's 3-1 and with a 2.72 ERA. Um, I'm going to lean here with actual Stro- actually Strowman and the Cubbies here. Um, Johan Aviedo had a... a being a lackluster start against the Cubs in his last game where he did allow four earned runs and just four and one thirds innings pitching. He's allowed at least three earned runs in three of his last five starts. Uh, and again, walks are an issue for Oviedo here as well. Um, and he's not getting the run support either, right? Or his last two games, um, the pirates combined for three, uh, runs scored. Um, prior to that, he faced Oakland, you face the giants and they face the uh, Rangers. So, I think the Pirates get the job done on Monday night. I think that the Cubs will bounce back with Stroman. So I'm going to lean with the Cubs here, minus 130. I do believe I have the better pitcher on the mound. Um, yeah, we, we started playing the game last Friday, of which, um, which pitchers am I going to see on Saturday in London? And it looks like, at the moment, it's worked out all right, I think, Moonaf. I've got um, our man Justin Steele taking on Adam Wainwright. I kind of got oh. the best. What I didn't want was Kyle Hendricks against Adam Wayne, right? There was there was talk of uh, Matthew Liberatore, but I think he's going on Sunday. Um, so yeah, fr- I mean, friend of the show. He's uh, he's uh, he's our biggest listener. Is Justin Steele. So um, if he's going for the Cubs on Saturday, as it stands, I'll be quite happy with that. Looking forward to it. Um, underdog fantasy um, is something to look forward to. Best Ball Mania Four is the thing. Um, underdog fantasy. Giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is a, also a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and college baseball player props. Uh, loads of ways to win over on Underdog and active in lots of states too. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use a promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, 7.05 Eastern. First pitch is St. Louis Cardinals at the Washington Nationals. Two left-handed pitchers here. 
Jordan Montgomery for the Cards and Mackenzie Gore for the Nats. Minus 115 on St. Louis, uh, plus 130 on Washington with a total of nine and a half. Um, I think St. Louis have tied that game up at five to five. Um, if I've read that correctly live. I lead 6-5. Oh, St. Louis have got in front 6-5, so plenty of runs there. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is 3-7 and seven on the year. Has a 3.91 ERA. He is improving. Uh, 3.33 in his last five. 3.20 on the road, which is all okay. Um, Mackenzie Gore's been inconsistent. He had a good start last time out. Absolutely no patterns with Mackenzie Gore at all. I uh, couldn't find a pattern for anything. These two pitchers have had extremely similar profiles. There was two games on this slate where um, a handicap pitchers with nearly identical profiles. So I was looking for things to break the tie. Um, cards are hit 234 on the road um, and 247 against left-handed pitching. The Nationals are hitting 264 at home and 283 against left-handed pitching. And that's all you need. Uh, that's enough for the Nationals to be one run better than the Cardinals here. So I'll take the dog. Washington at plus 130, please, Moona. Jordan Montgomery has uh, struggled on the road, or he hasn't won games, I should say, on the road. Like you mentioned, he does have a 3.20 ERA uh, on the road, but just one in four uh, in those seven games um, record-wise. He has, or the Cardinals have lost four of his last five starts where he's allowed at least, uh, or the opposition has scored at least uh, four four runs in those uh, last five games. I'm not sure I can trust... um, Jordan Montgomery in this spot. I'm not sure if I could trust uh, Mackenzie Gore in this spot, but you highlighted the splits there against left-handed pitching, so I think that might just be the difference here uh, in this game. And again, do you want to lay a what was the number that you said on the money line for the Cardinals minus 155 for a Cardinals team? Yeah, no, it's been absolutely struggling. I, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, you could take the plus one and a half. That's at minus 120 for the Nationals, but I think that you just got to continue riding the Nationals as a home underdog, especially against the Cardinals. So. Um, I lean with the Cardinals and then, sorry, with the Nationals and then uh, look at the run line as we're plus one and a half at minus 120. Uh, Lonti, is it a team ride on the underdog? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to back Mackenzie Gore here. Uh, and I'm on that run line also, man. Um, Washington is extremely profitable on the run line. Um, St. Louis is not 12 and 30 as a favorite is St. Louis. Um, Washington is 36 and uh, 29, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as an underdog. Um, on the run line, that is. So, yeah, man, I, I think that Washington, they've been feisty, man. And, and Gore, like you said, you couldn't have put it better. Inconsistent, like he has um, four hits, no earned against Houston. Uh, I mean, he got rocked by by Atlanta, but everybody's getting rocked by Atlanta right now. But so, just some of his, I guess mechanically, some of the stuff that he's throwing um, in certain spots just isn't getting it done. Um but, I mean, if he pitches or bottles up what he did against Houston, although, you know, they don't have Jordan in that lineup, man, he I thought he looked really, really good um, in that game. Uh, I actually lost money against him in that game, actually. maybe So maybe he looked too good. But, uh, but yeah, man, I like Washington here at home. They've been feisty um, at home especially. So I'll take the home dog here. 7.05 Eastern is the Seattle Mariners at the New York Yankees. George Kirby draws the start for Seattle and Garrett Cole will go for the pinstripes at home, who are a minus-135 favourite. Seattle plus-115 with a total of seven and a half. Um, Good-looking game, this one, Moonaf. Um, how did you handicap it? 
Yeah, uh, George Kirby on the season, 6-5 and five with a 3.24 ERA. Um, he's been good at home, 4-2 and two with a 3.19 ERA. And been actually consistent as far as giving up runs. Um, the ERA on the road for him, two, sorry, 3.29 with a record of 2-3. and three. Um, Garrett Cole on the season, he's having a Cy Young caliber year, 7-1 and one with a 2.75 ERA. Um, at home at Yankee Stadium, he is four and one with a two point seven eight ERA, and he's perfect three and zero at home. Sorry, on the road with a two point seven zero ERA. So two pitchers here that have been consistent, whether wherever they're pitching. Um, Garrett Cole on the season or in his career, I should say, against the Mariners. I don't know if it's down to last season only because uh, the lineups do change. Last season, he had one great start against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, which was on the road, but at home. I believe it was that first inning. I think I remember this game where he allowed like five runs in that six. Yeah, he gave up six runs in that first inning to the Mariners. But after that, he really did settle in. Um, he threw five shutout innings after that. So if Garrett Cole, uh, he if he can uh, kind of settle in and not you know get into trouble in that first inning where he's kind of susceptible to in his entire career, um, I think that he can go along uh, well here. And again, George Kirby against the Yankees in his career, he had one start earlier this year where he threw an absolute gem, eight innings of uh, shutout baseball. He had only allowed three hits to the Yankees, seven uh, strikeouts, and this was a home game for George Kirby and uh, Seattle. So I think runs are going to be at a premium here. I think, I, or I do like the under in this game between these two pitchers. Uh, that number's right now at seven and a half. And I'll lean with the Yankees here, minus 135. I think that's a little discounted price for Garrett Cole here. But my more favorite play is going to be the under seven and a half. Uh, long team, Aaron, is it Yankees? Yeah, man. Listen, I love uh, I love when Garrett Cole starts because it means that the Yankees actually have a chance to win a game. Uh, now, whether they, you know, go out and play well offensively is, is the issue. Um, the Mariners, I think, uh, I mean, I haven't been able to get a, a pulse on them as of late. They're 5-5 five five in their last – uh, Ten um, New York is coming off being do- coming off a series where they got dominated um, against Boston. Uh, three and they're three and seven in their last ten. Uh, Seattle doesn't perform well on the road. Thirteen and fourteen and eighteen. I'm sorry. Uh, Yankees are twenty one and seventeen at home. Should be a little bit better, but they are uh, electric as a favorite. Twenty eight and nineteen as a favorite. Um, New York won the series uh, in May two to one. Outscored Seattle twenty to seven in those three games. Uh, I mean, Garrett Cole, if you if you like um, the Yankees, man, try to find a Garrett Cole K-prop like of, I guess, 10, 11 plus because Seattle, I think they are bottom three or top three. It depends on how you want to look at it or phrase it. They strike out the third most in, in the MLB. So Garrett Cole's got a lot of, of swing and miss stuff. Um, he He's really, really uh, finding a groove, man. And he got roughed up at the end of May, but, you know, he settled in in his three starts in June, four combined runs and three starts. Um, he's only given up more than two earned runs twice, um, both to good offenses in Baltimore and San Diego. I don't think Seattle has a good offense or a good enough offense to be able to put some damage on him. Um, I am worried, though, about Kirby because he was really, really good against New York. I think, one if you mentioned it, uh, on the 31st of May, three hits, no earned runs, and seven Ks in that matchup. So I do think the under is in is intact here, man. Um, Kirby's also two earned runs or fewer and uh, three of his last six road starts. So give me the first five under. I'll take some Garrett K props, probably ladder them up um, to double digits to see if I can get a, a nice plus price on that. But, yeah, I, I'll get half unit on the under full game, half unit on the first five under. 
Um, awesome. Yeah, we love a lad, Alante. We love it. Um, yeah, Kirby's been inconsistent. I think you've both pointed to that key piece of form that I use handicapping this game, which is the one nothing game on the 31st of May. Um, that's the comparison game uh, that we're going to use here. I like Kirby. I love Cole at home. Um, still missing Aaron Judge, which is lightening their lineup, and I can't work out the Mariners at all. So I'm staying away from his side, but I'll um, I'll follow Moonaf's lead, and I have the under seven and a half uh, written down as my pick. Seven ten Eastern first pitch is the Colorado Rockies at the Cincinnati Reds. Left-handed pitcher Kyle Freeland for the Rockies, and Ben Lively will go for Cincinnati plus one forty-five on Colorado. Minus 165 on Cincinnati with a total of 10, which is high. Lonte, um, Freeland at Lively. Yeah, man, I think it's high for a reason, to be honest. I mean, both pitchers um, have allowing, have been allowing a lot of contact. Um, I think uh, Lively has – he has allowed back-to-back – he had back-to-back starts with 10 hits uh, allowed. So both of these guys allowing contact. Um, the Reds on fire right now, so it's pretty simple handicap for me. Um, they won eight in a row – Colorado is a bit against team. I think we, me and Munaf mentioned it yesterday. Uh, we just you don't make money fading the the teams that are hot right now. Um, Atlanta outscored Colorado forty to twelve in a series, so it's nothing to like about them right now. Um, I like Cincinnati and the over. Uh, both pitchers, like I was mentioning, allow a lot of contact. And well, I think the Reds can get to five or six runs. I do think Colorado has the the ability to get, you know, four maybe three or four. Um, also off of um, Lively, especially with the, the contact that he's allowing, man. So give me the Reds and the over. Um, I just, I mean, Colorado's offense without those two bats in the lineup does scary, does scare me a little bit. But again, with how Lively's been pitching and the contact that he's been getting up, he got fortunate in his last start, ten hits, only two earned runs. So I think that kind of regresses and and. Uh, Fixes itself and Colorado at least gets a couple of runs. So give me the over to 10 and Cincinnati uh, on the run line. Um, exactly my two picks, Lonte. Uh, Road Freeland has a big cross next to his name, and anything Cincinnati Reds has a big tick next to it. Um, Cason's <laughs> accused of being a Reds pod now. We've moved on <laughs> yeah. from being a Yankees pod to being a Reds pod. Hey, straight wins to getting Joey Foto back as well this week, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I bet Cincinnati Reds to win the World Series this morning. Oh, at 200 to 1, I had a little go. Moving off, stop shaking your head at me. Yeah. I'll bring you across for that. I got on the win. I'll bring you across for that weekend with the strippers, Lonte, when that one cashes. You hey. can come moving off as well. You can, uh, hey, let's go. Let's go. You can stand outside and hold our coats while me and Lonte <laughs> are having fun inside. So, yeah, that was pretty much straightforward. Um, Cincinnati in the over, any combination of that you want, Moon off. Yeah, I think the difference here is just going to be that the Rockies aren't able to put up any uh, runs. I know they got out to what I think it was like five nothing or six nothing lead against the Braves yesterday, but the Braves stormed back and won that game fourteen to six. But prior to that, uh, two runs, one run, three runs, three runs. They got seven against the Red Sox, and then four, five. So I know we talked about that they don't have Charlie Blackman and um, Chris Bryant in the line lineup right now, um, and this Reds offense is hot right now. Like you mentioned. Uh, uh, now that they do get Joey Votto back, so another bat at least in the lineup for them to uh, to get even better as far as scoring runs. So um, it's pretty simple. The uh, the uh, Rockies have struggled in road starts when Kyle Freeland is on the mound. One in six in those seven starts. Uh, opposing teams are five and two on the minus one and a half run line uh, when Kyle Freeland starts. So 
Um, if you think Blake, Blake Lively can, uh, sorry, Ben Lively can go uh, along just fine here. There may be some value on that minus one and a half for the uh, Cincinnati Reds at a plus 115 price. But um, look at Reds team totals overs and then the run line for the Reds minus one and a half plus 115 uh, as my picks for this game. Uh, 7-10 Eastern first pitch. The Auckland Athletics at the Cleveland Guardians. Lewis Medina for the A's and Aaron Savali for Cleveland. Plus plus 185 Auckland, minus 225 Cleveland. Total of eight and a half. Auckland are up to a season high 29th in the power rankings, uh, having um, overtaken Kansas City on the back of their hot streak uh, last week. Uh, Lewis Medina, unfortunately for them, is barely a double-A pitcher, I think. One and six... 7.55. 7.55. That's bad enough. But it's 8.06 eight, eight in his last five and 9.35 on the road. Just gets worse. Um, Savali has been okay, but he does make me nervous as well. Um, so 8.5 is too low. There's loads of different ways we can get to this number. Um, so pretty straightforward. I'll take the over 8.5, Muna. Yeah, after I think what they want, seven games in a row. Now they've uh, quietly lost five games in a row. Have the Oakland A's. They got swept by the Phillies. Uh, and then they lost two, or they split the series against with the Rays. But um, now you have Luis Medina on the road, or sorry, on the road, yes, and he's starting here. I I can't trust this pitcher. I mean, you just take a look at the numbers: one and three on the road so far this season, a nine point three five ERA. He's allowed uh, eighteen earned runs and seventeen and one thirds innings pitched. Um, I think the bats. I know we've talked a lot about the Cleveland bats have not. Uh, they don't have the greatest hitters, but they were able to get to Zach Davies in this last start uh, on Sunday, actually. And I think this is a similar situation where they're able to get to Luis Medina here. So um, I would look at uh, the Guardians minus one and a half. I would look at them to score runs here as well. I know uh, you talked about you don't trust Aaron Savali, but he hasn't been too bad uh, on the season. I know he has struggled at home where he has a 4.76 ERA, but I want to say that all came in a one start. Um or a lot of those came in uh, one start, which was against the Mariners uh, back on April 7th. So he's returned from uh, injury. I know the uh, Cleveland Guardians have lost two out of his last three starts since he's come back from injury, uh, but they just haven't been able to get run support. But now you're going back to a pitcher that you can score run against. So I think the Guardians should be uh, fine in this game. I would take the uh, look at the Guardians run line in this game at minus one and a half. Um, that number I see is uh, minus 115. So uh, that's the way I would look at this game. Okay, fair enough. Lonte, you have anything on this? Man, honestly, I don't, but I don't trust Cleveland's offense enough to, to get separation. Uh, if Oakland can get a win, I think it's against a, a team whose you know, their bats aren't the, the best. I mean, at home, they're a little bit better. And they did play two tough series um, on the road, Arizona and San Diego. So, you know, getting a team like Oakland, it could – you know, give them the, the confidence to go in and play well. But I just don't want to lay it. I think it's too big of a number, obviously, on the money line. And I don't think they have enough offense to get separation, even from Oakland, who, I mean, all you need is a, you know, a 4-1 game in, in, in the ninth or the eighth. And then, you know, Oakland gives – I mean, Oakland bats in two guys and then it's over, you know. So, um, I'll probably likely pass. I do like um, – I do like the under on the game. It's hard taking the under with Medina. You, um, when I've mentioned the numbers, four plus earned runs in three of those four starts, or three of his last four starts, and uh, Savali two earned runs or less in four of his last five starts. So I'll go with the under, probably a first five under, to be honest with you. And um, likely, I mean, I guess I'll take Oakland on the run line. What is that price of Oakland on the run line? You have updated? 
Oakland on the run line is plus one and a half, minus one hundred five. Oh, never mind. No, I need plus money. Any anytime I bet Oakland, gotta have plus money <laughs> on the run line. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just take I'll take the under. Love it. Seven forty Eastern first picks. The Boston Red Sox at the Minnesota Twins. Cutter Crawford for the Red Sox and Bailey over for the Twins. Plus one twenty five Boston, minus one forty five Minnesota. Total is eight and a half. Moonaf. Yeah, Cutter Crawford on the season one and three with a 4.20 ERA. The uh, last three games he's actually started for the Red Sox. The Red Sox have lost all three of those games. Um, and they haven't really been able to supr- uh, provide run support in that game. There's a game against the Rays, four to two, against the Guardians, five to two, and then the seven six game against the Colorado Rockies. Um, on the other side, Bailey Ober at home so far this year has been really good for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, despite having a 2-2 two and two record, he has a 2.97 ERA in those games. Um, last five games, he's 1-3 with a 3.62 ERA. Um, I have a hard time handicapping this Twins team because they've already cost me a lot of money this season. But I'm not sure if I do trust Cutter Crawford here uh, in this spot. Um He's allowed seven earned, or sorry, six earned runs over the last two starts in seven innings pitched alone. So I'll lean with the Twins here. Um, I think Bailey Ober at home is is a, is a, 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 obviously a better pitcher compared to his road numbers. Uh, so I'll take the Twins here, minus one forty five. I don't love it, but I would lean with the Twins here. Okay, an, an ugly, uh, uncomfortable twin selection for Moon Aflante. What did you have? Yeah, I got an uncomfortable Boston selection. Um, I thought that Munaf actually talked me off of um, Boston today in yesterday's podcast. I thought it was, it's a horrible spot for coming off of Sunday night baseball, and especially the way they dominated um, the Yankees last week. Um, Minnesota is better at home, twenty-one and seventeen. They did win three of five in Boston this year. Um, they're also twenty-seven and seventeen as a favorite, so they do know how to um, get separation when they are the favorite. But I think Boston's offense. Can can put it to um to uh, Ober I guess I don't even know how to say his name Ober Ober whatever his name Ober, is yeah. Ober yeah, so I, I think he's I think he um I mean he is better at home two earned runs or less in in two of the last three games but if you look at some of his numbers against decent offenses I mean he kind of doesn't have it um, when he faces those teams so I think Boston is obviously has an, a pretty good offense it's just defensively where they struggle um, like complete contrast of styles. If we can get a little something from Crawford and just for him to be mediocre, I think Boston can uh, walk out of here with the win. So I'll take the Bo Sox on the – I mean, not on the run line. I'll take the Bo Sox at the plus price um, as a, um, road under, a road underdog. Uh, completely agree with you, Lonte. Boston were my pick. Um, they're coming off the uh, their first doubleheader sweep over the Yankees in 17 years yesterday. Uh, winning both uh, legs of that game, uh, but Bailey Ober's just not been as sharp lately as he as he was when he first arrived this season. Um, Cutter Crawford would probably get maximum three innings out of him. A little bit of a question mark, um, but at the prices, I think you have to risk Boston uh, that plus money price plus one twenty five. Eight ten Eastern first pitch. We'll go top left to the New York Mets against the Houston Astros. Uh, Justin Verlander for the Mets and left-handed pitcher Framba Valdez. For Houston, plus 115 on New York, minus 135 on Houston, with a total of seven and a half. Uh, Verlander, two and three on the year, 440 ERA. Um, his home road splits for me were key here. Um, he's given up 11 earned in his last two road starts, obviously back in Houston on this occasion. Um, Framba Valdez has been outstanding, 132 ERA in his last five. Um, 
including three home starts in that stretch where he's pitched 23 innings and given up one earned run. Uh, you're going to get minimum seven innings out of him, so an out prop might be kicking around. If you can sing in over 20 or maybe 19, you can. You, I think you can trust Valdez with that. Both teams struggling. They're both three and seven in the last 10. Houston just got swept by Cincinnati. Um, Houston home record is over 500. Mets road record is really poor, 16 and 23. Um, I think the presence of Verlander's name on the card here gives us some value in Houston, um, who should be shorter than this. So I'll take the Astros at minus 135. Munaf, how do you feel about your hometown team here? Yeah, I mean, exactly what you mentioned, right? It's the home road splits right now for Justin Verlander at City Field so far this year, one and two with a 3.24 ERA, and then on the road, one and one with a 5.85 ERA. Um, Framber Valdez, like you mentioned, has just been so good for the Astros uh, thus far this season, and they've needed him because of all the injuries that they've been dealing with in the pitching rotation. Uh, I know the record doesn't reflect it where he's six and five, but he does have that 2.27 ERA. And again, a lot for those five losses have actually come at home. Uh, but again, he has a 2.02 ERA and nine starts this far this season um, for the Houston Astros. I think that he can go along well here against the Mets. Um, I'm trying to find some home, ro- uh, sorry, the splits here for the Mets against left-handed pitching. Um, let me see here. So they are number six in WRC plus over the last two weeks. And then, then on the season, they dipped down all the way to where are the Mets number 14. So, um, I know they're missing, uh, I know Pete Alonso is missing in this lineup for the Mets, but, um, I think there's a good spot here for the Astros. I know Justin Verlander is making his return back to Houston after, you know, winning the championship with them and being with them for the several seasons. But, um, I just don't trust the Verlander numbers right now, uh, especially on the road. So I think there's some value here on the Astros. I'll take the Astros money line here. Minus 130 with Valdez on the mound. Uh, Lonte, is it three out of three for Houston? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take Houston. I think I think you both hit it on the head, man. Verlander on the mound automatically give us va- gives us value on the opposite team. And Houston being um, an inferior team in my mind. And I think Alonzo's back enough. Uh, he was 0 for okay. 4 last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure if he's going to play. I'm not sure if he's going to play or if they're kind of stringing him along. But I, I think I did see him play last night. Um, just He's just getting back in the swing of things. So I'm not sure how much of a factor he'll be um, in the lineup right away but i mean new york won two of three um in of the last matchups this year um they held houston's offense to two runs combined in the first two games so uh, i mean i think both teams are struggling offensively uh especially the Mets. the Mets have been struggling all year but we know kind of know why houston's struggling without their big bat in the middle of that lineup with uh Jordan. Uh, valdez nails at home two earned runs a few in four of his last five home starts and, and verlander i mean it's with him is is he either gets rocked or he pitches a gym. Uh, he hasn't been as consistent this year. Uh, these are his splits in his last five road games. I mean, his last five games. So he gives up six earned runs. He comes back with one. Six earned runs comes back with one. Four earned runs come back with one. So I guess I guess he's going to get rocked in Houston tonight. So uh, I like Houston. <laughs> I like Houston a lot, man. I like the under uh, a ton. Uh, both good pitchers on the mound. They usually go deep into the into the game. Uh, I would put a first five under. I'll put a big bet on the first five under, actually. And um, the full game under also. I could see a 2-1 type of game here with these pitchers on the mound, especially with the offense is struggling, uh, as they have been for the past 10 days. I'm about 10 games. I'm sorry, not 10 days. 
Okay, uh, we've got four games left here, boys. We're at 56 minutes. We might have to go through the gears a little bit. Um, 8-10 Eastern first pitch, the Texas Rangers at the Chicago White Sox. Nathan Yavaldi for Texas. And Dylan Cease uh, draws the start for the White Sox. Plus 105 at home, Chicago. Texas and Yavaldi are minus 125. And the total is eight and a half back to Lonte. Yeah, man, I'll make it kind of quick on, on this one, man. I, I don't trust the White Sox at all. We saw what Dylan, I mean, not Dylan Cease, we saw what uh, Lance Lynn did. Uh, was it last night? He, he struck out yeah. like 14? 16. 16, and, and he lost. Like, I mean, yeah. what what more can a pitcher do? 16 strikeouts, man, and they don't even come. They, they got beat, what, was it 4-1? to one? Yeah. Yeah, yep. so, like, I, I don't trust them at all. I mean, Evaldi, seven earned runs in his last two starts versus um, the Angels in Tampa Bay. But, you know, those are two of the better offenses with the Halos being hot right now. Uh, he's one earned run or less in four of his last five road starts. No earned runs in five of his last nine starts. I, I like Evaldi a lot here. Um, no no shade to Cease, but, I mean, he hasn't faced a good offense but once in his last nine starts. He's played Cleveland. We just went over their offense. Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota. I mean, Miami is like middle of the pack, I guess. You can debate it either way. But those are his offenses in the last ten games. He played. He faced the Dodgers and pitched really well against the Dodgers, but – uh, I think me and Munaf had our issues with the Dodgers um, that we discussed on Friday. So I don't think they're in as rare form as they usually are. Um, so give me Texas here, man. They face a tougher schedule with Toronto and um, and the Halos, uh, 20 and 14 on the road. Uh, I mean, Chicago is just 500 at home. Um, I, I just don't trust the White Sox, even with Cease on the mound. And, and that should tell you a lot. Uh, with a gym, with, I mean, with a stud like Cease on the mound, I'm just no, I have no effort in to back in the White Sox right now. So give me Texas on the run line also. Yeah, uh, Muna. Yeah, Nathan Valdi has been really good on the road. I mean, you take a look at a record six and one with a one point nine eight ERA, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he's just been really consistent for this pitching rotation for the Texas Rangers. But I agree with Lante here. I mean, I'm not sure if I can trust. Uh, Dylan Cease on the mound. I, I don't know if it's the pitch clock that's you know um, affecting him or whatever the case might be, but his strikeout numbers are significantly down uh, thus far this year. And also he's given up a lot of walks as well. So again, if the Rangers are able to stay patient at the plate, work the count, get on base, and and just smash like they have been all season, I think that's going to be an advantage for them. And I think that Nathan Valdi can continue his road success here. So uh, Rangers right now, I see a minus 125 road favorite here. I'm going to take that price uh, with the Rangers on the money line. Um, I actually went the other way here. Um, I, I took Dylan Cease. The, uh, the Rangers had a great win last night, came back from 6 nothing down against the Blue Jays. But um, Valdi's given up seven earned in his last two starts. Uh, we had a cheeky little Discord win on Dylan Cease last week. Strikeout props against the Dodgers uh, worked out really nicely. And uh, the White Sox are just much more reliable at home. I think Cease's last two home starts have managed to win two to one. So, yeah, I just fancied being a little bit contrarian here. Um, hope for a bigger price than plus 105, but I think Cease can go well back-to-back, uh, back, back up that start against the Dodgers. And I'll take Chicago at plus 105. Uh, 8-10 Eastern first pitch. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the Milwaukee Brewers. Ryan Nelson for Arizona. And Colin Rea, got his name right this week, for the Brewers. Uh, tight on the books, plus 100, even money for Arizona, minus 120 for the Brewers with a total of nine. And Nelson is three and four on the year. This was the game where the two pitchers had very similar profiles, like Gordon Montgomery earlier on. 
Uh, the two records are three and four, five thirty ERA, three and four, four seventy one ERA. Uh, three of Nelson's last four have been poor. Um, he has multiple walks in all of his last four starts. Um, so if you can find a prop surrounding that, that could be a way to go. Um, he had a good, his only good start recently was against Detroit in that period when Detroit really couldn't hit anything at all. Um, Chris, uh, Colin Rea's numbers and game look, look very, very similar to those I've just gone through for Nelson. Uh, I can only see runs in this situation. Um, so I'm happy to take the over nine, uh, Lonte. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you on that. But how how much of that is is just you trusting Arizona's offense versus that's the, the other thing, yeah? Because whoever you trot out, Arizona can get you five or six. Right, right. Um, you rely on that because we don't often feel confident with the Brewers. Um, right. so as a as a as a baseline, you expect Arizona uh, to give you four, five, six, and then we'll see where we can go with the rest. Yeah, right. So that was kind of my that was kind of my thinking also that Arizona's going to yeah. do the bulk of that scoring. So I like the over here too. Um, Milwaukee, I mean, at home they are better, but they're still just mediocre in, in pretty much every statistical category offensively. Um, I, I do. I, I'm ha- I have a hard time, you know, handicapping Milwaukee games just about, just because they're just so anemic offensively. I don't know what it is yeah. uh, about them, especially with. Um, when they go to the back end of their rotation, they're just not very good right now. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I like the over. Um, I didn't have enough confidence to bet either side. Um, so I'll just I'll, I'll stick out on the side. If I had to lean one way, I'd lean with Arizona. But I think the over is the best play um, on the board for this game. Uh, TBDBJ challenged at the stakes of the number one team in WRC plus against righties uh, so far this month. Moonaf, is that enough to convince you to take them here? Oh, wait, that was, you said that was uh, Diamondbacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the struggles for Nelson have really come at home, right? Two and three with a 7.09 ERA and his six starts on the road. One and one with a 3.09 ERA. So his ERA is four runs less on the road than it is at home. Um, but I know he has to face the greatest offenses on the road. And again, this is another team that if they're not able to get runs against Nelson, um, you have some bigger problems. I don't trust Colin Rea either. Um, I would lean towards the Arizona Diamondbacks here as well. Um, look for them to put up some runs. You get up all nine at-bats again. Colin Ray just has not been very good thus far this season, two and two at home with a 4.40 ERA. Um, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks at this juncture of the season are the better team. I'm going to go the Diamondbacks here at even money, and I also agree with you guys about the over as well, but I do like the Diamondbacks team total over uh, as a better bet as far as the uh, total goes. Uh, the penultimate game on the show tonight is off the board. Uh, the San Diego Padres at the San Francisco Giants. The Padres have no pitcher declared. Haven't seen one all day. Haven't seen um, a rumour of who it might be at all. Uh, Tony Disco um, will go for the San Francisco Giants. Um, but that's about all I've got on that one. Uh, Moon, after, did you have much else on this? Could you, did you see a Padres pitcher? Nothing yet, man. I think we could probably just uh, zoom past it. Um, Alonte, anything? Yeah, I don't see anything, but whatever, whoever they decide to, I'm going over with how both these offenses have been playing. Um, they just have been high scoring affairs. Um, San Diego's won three or four this year, all game, all four of the games went over. So I think it's going to be an offensive slugfest, whoever the pitchers are. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't have much, but other than the Giants have gone above the Dodgers uh, in the standings last night. And also, Anthony Descafani has completely and utterly fallen off a cliff uh, recently. So, uh, <laughs> Mimunov was, does... uh, was talking shit about, <laughs> about San Francisco, betting them to not make the playoffs. And, and, and look where they are now, just right above the Dodgers. <laughs> You've lit a fire under them. Uh, last game on the card is the LA Dodgers at the LA Angels, um, which is a 10 7. First pitch, uh, left-handed pitchers, both sides. Clayton Kershaw will take on Reed Detmers. Minus 150 on the Dodgers, plus 130 on the Angels. Total of eight and a half. Uh, Lonte, close us out with this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Halos, man. Halos are hot right now. 20-14 uh, at home, won seven of the last ten. Dodgers are a uh, little two games under 500 in a row, 17-19. and 19. Um, four or six at last 10. I do think um, Clayton Kershaw has been actually one of their better options when he's on the mound. Um, he's He's been pretty good this year. Going six plus innings and 10 of his 13 starts. I mean, for a guy with that many with that much mileage on his arms, I think that's incredible. Um, and I don't think the Dodgers even thought they would get that much out of him uh, at the beginning of the year, if you asked them. But um, he's given up four plus earned runs in, in two of his last three road starts. So that's a positive in the Halo's direction, especially how they're swinging the bats. I mean, you got Otani and Trout going back-to-back. Otani's in unreal form right now uh, on both sides, the bat and and with his arm. Um, The only thing is, man, I'm not a a big uh, Reed Detmers guy. I mean, I'd rather put, you know, one of us on the mound, Sean Ryan, anybody on the mound in in the matchup besides (laughs) Detmers, man. I mean, 4.48 ERA and a 1-5 record in 12 starts. It tells you all you need to know. But uh, I, I'm going to bank on the offense of the Angels here. Um, I'm going to back Shohei and, and Mike Trout to come out and, and get some and get some quality hits against Kershaw. So give me the home dog here, man. I'll take the I'll take the Halos at plus. You said 130, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll take the Halos at plus 130. Yeah, you've pretty much um, word for word covered my notes. Uh, the the figure, the important number was the the, the two under two games under 500 on the road. Um, the Angels have been holding it together relatively well for them lately, seven and three in the last ten. Detmers is okay. I'm not sure Moonaf if the if the Dodgers are any good. Like they just start to look a little bit on the uh, average side. Yeah, I'll take the Angels at plus one thirty, Moonaf. Yeah, Dodgers are like a, they're a streaky team, man. They'll they'll put together like four, five, six wins in a row, and they'll cool off a little bit. I mean, they got swept by the Giants this past weekend. Where they allowed what twenty nine runs in that game? They only scored eight themselves. Um, I'm not sure if I can trust Reed Detmers. I do want to back the Angels here, but I think they'll be able to get some runs off of Clayton Kershaw. Uh, both these teams, especially the Angels, are pretty good against left handed pitching. Um, and I know we talked about the struggles right now with Kershaw out on the road uh, thus far this season. So. Um, I lean with the Angels here, but I think we do see runs in this game. I do like the over nine, so that'll be my bet for this game between the Battle of LA. Okay. Um, I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is 15 games handicapped and in the books. Um, I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to lead us off with the lock and dog, uh, mainly because Moon, I've not picked his yet, uh, and I don't know if Lonnie has got his lined up, but I have. Um, my lock... Um, it's going to be Houston to beat the Mets. And the Mets are just a right old mess. And I think Verlander is only plus 115 because it's got the word Verlander written next to it. It's nothing to do with his form or his stats. I know the chat was talking about a little bit earlier on, uh, but I just think this is a, a price on Valdez that you 
shouldn't really be seeing. Uh, so Houston for me. And for my dog is Washington. Um, Mackenzie Gore will uh, go well, I think, against St. Louis. I'm still not having St. Louis. I know they're battling their way back in win tonight, but they're just all over the shot. Like, and the home batting average and the batting average versus left-handed pitchers um, was very much the, the tie-breaker for me in that one. Washington replies so a plus 130. Uh, they'll be my dog. We'll come to you, Lonte, while Moonaf works his picks out. Yeah, man, I'm going to go for my lock. I'm going with the Yankees um, on the uh, on the, the money line. I just think that Garrett Cole is going to have a, a big part in this game. And Seattle, a lot of swing and miss stuff. Like I said, they're uh, bottom three and well, top three in strikeouts as a team. I, I think he'll have uh, a lot of stuff dialed up for him, man. Yankees underperformed at home. I mean, underperformed uh, against Boston. I think they come home and and get it done, man. I I don't think Seattle is a good team at all. Uh, and like I said, every time Garrett Cole's on the mound, he has to win because you never know what you're going to get after him. So I like the Yankees a lot here. Also, would play some Garrett Cole K props, uh, laddering them up to, you know, 11, 12 plus because I think he has a chance to to do something special against Seattle uh, tomorrow night. Um, as for the dog, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Halos, the game we just talked about. Uh, I, I do I don't trust Detmers at all, but I, I do trust that offense. I think Moonoff hinted at it also uh, about him liking it offensively, at least for the Halos. Uh, I think the Dodgers are in a bit of a funk right now. Uh, Halos are hot. I'm gonna keep it simple, man. Twenty and fourteen at home, seven of the last ten against. Solid competition, too. Not against uh, bottom feeders at all. So give me uh, Shohei and Trout, uh, one plus 130 um, on the Halos. Yeah, I love that. You can't, uh, when, when you put it like that, uh, Shohei and Trout, they went back to back again last night. It's a great price. Moonaf, did you get a, a pick for us? Yeah, for my lock, I'm going to go in the Yankee game, Yankees game as well, but I'm going to take the under seven and a half. Um, I know we've talked about the Yankees offense being a little bit anemic without Aaron judge in the lineup. Um, and we talked about George Kirby had a stellar start against the Yankees earlier this season. So I think this might just turn into a pitcher's duel where probably it's like a four, two, three, two type of final here uh, between these two pitchers. Um, so I'm going to go with the under seven and a half as my lock into the Mariners and the Yankees. Um, and then for my dog, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 120. Uh, Glass now at home. It, I think it's more of a fate of Kyle Bradish. Um, he just hasn't had very good success against the Tampa Bay Rays team. We talked about how the Rays are the best team at home thus far this season by a mile. And last season, Kyle Bradish in two starts against the um, against the Tampa Bay Rays, 0-1 with a 10.24 ERA. He allowed five earned runs at minimum. In both of those two starts, um, he allowed 11 earned runs in just nine and two-thirds innings pitched against the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays won both of those games 6-1 uh, to one and then 7-6. Um, to six. So I think that with Tyler Glass now on the mound here with a couple more starts under his belt, I think that they can go along well here. I'm going to fade the Orioles and Kyle Bradish. Minus one and a half, plus 120 as my dog uh, for the Tuesday schedule. Okay, love it. Um, well, well done, everyone. I was just going to say we, we spent ages handicapping those games, but it's very possible it was the 10 minutes at the top of the show where I took bollocks <laughs> and told Strippers you all about my weekend. Yeah, so that might possibly be on me uh, if you want to tell the show. If Sean and Ryan complain, um, you can send them my way for that one. Um, thank you to all the team who are in the chat. We do appreciate it. It's always loads of fun. Um, 
yeah, and that's it. Back the rest of the week. My countdown to London is very much on. Uh, so, yeah, pardon me if I get a wee bit too excited this week. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Good luck with all your bets tonight. I'm going to go and back Corbin Carroll, uh, total basis, because the chat just told me to. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, some variation of the team. Um, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>